tell. Hello. Use the force. Mr. John Marshall. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends, go for it. Transform and roll out. And I'll form the head. That's what she said. Don't. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerdemy Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today we're going to do a, an overview of The Mandalorian Season 2 with a specific focus on that wow of a finale. Um, it came back in October, and it was eight episodes, and we just wrapped it up last night. So we're going to give our thoughts on it. Thoughts? Uh, well, I know you don't want to go through like episode to episode. Were, are, were there any episodes that kind of stood out to you? Well, hold on. Don't answer that. What is about season two that you felt was different than season one? I think in season one, they were building the world. They were reintroducing us to the world and this world of the Mandalorian that was post-Empire and nothing to do with the Skywalker saga. And Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved it because of that. And I think season one um, by Favreau and Filoni was a v- wonderful palate cleanser after the sequel trilogy wherever you stand on it if you're a fan of the original star wars trilogy you loved the mandalorian and you know we did a show on the mandalorian we both loved it season one um season two i think what was different was i think it expanded that world it introduced us to it, it connected it connected the mandalorian to what's already been out there star wars wise uh you know we had some uh, Clone Wars and Rebels uh, characters come in. We've had um, just a lot of different, I mean, more guest stars, more known guest stars in regards to characters than we did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it was very different. It, it, I, not very different, but it was different than last year. It still followed the story of Din Djarin and uh, Baby Yoda, who now has name, Grogu. And uh, yeah, I just think it was wonderful. And I think you have you can't watch these two seasons and not think that Filoni and Favre understand Star Wars, understand Lucas's vision for Star Wars, and why people love this property. Dude, Favreau dude saved two franchises: Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Elf expanding universe. <laughs> You know, what I liked about season two compared to season one, and I did like season one. I'm not saying it was bad, but season one had like each episode was like these its own individual story. Mm-hmm. Where this time, especially towards the this season, it, things started to run into each other a little bit more, and they're, they're a little bit more connected. Which I, I kind of like that a little bit. I, I felt more engaged. I felt more inclined to watch every single week. Um, you, now, you, I heard something about you. I thought it was interesting. When do you watch this movie, uh, this this show? Uh, well, because of what's been going on in the world, I, I'm i working from home, and I have to be online by 8 a.m. So I had been waking up at like 4, 5, or 6 a.m. <laughs> to watch. Well, normally I would wake up at 6 and be ready for my 8 o'clock job. <laughs> um, but I do, I wake up at 4. I, like, I literally woke up at like 4.30, and that was just because I was so excited to watch this but i mean <laughs> look you, the funny thing is you think that's like a big deal 
there, there are people that stay up overnight and wait till 3, 3 a.m. because it's released 3 a.m. East Coast time because that's midnight. Um, West Coast. West Coast. So yeah. people on the East Coast will stay up till 3 a.m. and just watch at 3 a.m. Really? Dude, as soon as I, especially this past episode, as soon as I finished it, I went on YouTube. There's already a bunch of videos. <laughs> I'm like, how did they do this so quickly? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I understand you think it's a big deal because I know you wait till after work or something to watch it. I Like, I know people that wait until, like, the next day. I'm like, I don't understand you. Like, why so do that's, you wait till So, Jonathan, day? every Friday will say, well, did you watch it? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, and I, I usually, like I, I watch, it, watch it. <laughs> I watch it typically Saturday evenings because that's a... A thing to do because Friday I'm still doing some work, you know, uh, late in the evening. Well, not late in the evening, but you know, I, I usually wait till Saturday. But then you texted me; it was like six thirty. Was it? No, it was even earlier than that. You texted me like, "Hey, are you awake?" Around six. Well, I mean, to be fair, you had I had just posted my Instagram, Mom's Face Collectible, and you had liked it. Oh yes, so yes, yes, like, yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. you awake? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is so one of those the- things I just wake up in the middle of the night, like. Uh, so uh, let me give Jonathan his likes. So, yeah. <laughs> so I click like, and he texts me. I'm like, I'm not fucking. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> and then I think it was six thirty, and you asked me if I watched it, and then you said, you know, watch watch the end credits too. You know, I was like, oh my god. So, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of torn. Was I, I? I'm. I was glad you told me to watch it yesterday. Well, today's Saturday morning, right? Friday, yeah. Friday, because. You wouldn't have been able to avoid it, dude. Exactly. Because I woke up this morning and one of our buddies was posting stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm so glad I watched this Friday night versus my typical Saturday evening or else I would have been spoiled. And I will say this because I went on. I I just wanted to talk about the show with people and you hadn't watched it yet. So I went on YouTube. I was watching videos. I was and, and everybody up to a certain point yesterday was really good about not spoiling the finale. Um. And we'll talk about more of that as we talk about the finale. But yeah, so I mean, season two was great, and I did wake up early to watch it. I'll probably look. It's must. It's like much CTV. I said it earlier. Another show, um, but it's like The Sopranos. Like you couldn't wait till Sunday night for The Sopranos to come <laughs> on, or or Deadwood, or or Lost. Remember when Lost? I don't know how how into Lost you were, but Lost was like you couldn't wait for like I believe it was Wednesday night or Tuesday night. Um, I, it's been a while since there's been a show out there where like you can't wait. Or yeah, I felt like yeah, wait, I can't wait yeah. for it, and this is definitely it. And uh, just starting with season two's trailer, just the one scene where uh, where the guys in it, it turned out to be in the first episode where, where he's in the boxing, like the where they're having the boxing match, oh the yeah, mm-hmm. or whatever it is a wrestling match, and um, and they all surround him and they point their guns at him, and Baby Yoda just like looks at him and he, he clicks his thing shut and hides. And you're like, oh no, <laughs> like he's just gonna kick his butt, and he does. Um, so yeah, I mean, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about the episodes briefly, if we can. So episode one is the Marshall, and it's basically the episode where, uh, he gets Boba Fett's armor back. What did, what were your thoughts on Boba Fett's armor being on someone else and, or even just bringing Boba Fett into the Mandalorian story? Uh, I, well, when he, when he first, what's his name? Vance, Cobb Vance from yeah, Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Uh, <laughs> what? Vance. Yeah. When I saw, it, I was like, "What?" That because I remember, yeah, it's, it's end of Vamp. season one. And when he poops, they call it Vantha Pudu. <laughs> end of season one, they were kind of teasing, right? If I recall, right along last they season, him, they teased him when the Ming Na Wen character, yeah, uh, yeah, was killed. Uh, Fennec, Fennec Shard or Shand. I'll have to look her up. 
So was that supposed to be when they teased at that time? Was that was that supposed to be Boba Fett, or was that supposed to be uh, Cobb Van? No, that was that was Boba Fett. Boba because Fett. That's, why, that's why you see her again with him. Okay, okay, yeah. So yeah, so seeing the armor was actually pretty cool, and uh, Timothy Oliphant, I like that guy as an actor. Awesome, so dude. that was awesome, and the story was really cool too. So I think starting that first episode was a was was great for this season to start off with. But it was cool to see the armor. Yeah, and it was it was really cool that he gave it over to him and he took it with him to have that Boba Fett armor. Um, so the next episode was the. This is so funny because we didn't we didn't do an episode by episode recap, but I really wanted to talk to you about this. It's it's a seven nine. It's the lowest on IMDb. It's the lowest rated one of the season. It's the one where he takes the, the frog lady with her her eggs. Yeah, and there was actual like outcry about baby Yoda eating some of those eggs. Oh, really? Like, I, yeah, I guess you'd stay away from that stuff, but it was so my personal opinion, ridiculous. <laughs> um, you know, because she was like the last of her species, her and her husband or whatever. And they were trying to whatever do was hungry. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that was, I, I didn't think that was such a great episode. Um, I don't know that it, if I'm remembering correctly, does it really advance the story at all? I I think that's the episode, or is that the first time that we're introduced to the to the X wings? That might be. That okay. might be. Yeah, right. and 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 it also because the husband winds up being on the planet where he runs into the Mandalorians, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but I just remember. I think the the X wings was probably like the the key part of that show, maybe. In a oh, sense, yeah, that's the episode where he's in the ice cave and they save him. Right, exactly. Right, so right, it right. kind of like pulls in like, oh, cool, X-Wing fighters. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And it was cool. I like that they saved him because he – they they recognized that he helped – or he tried to save the 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 rebel guy's life on the, uh, on the prison ship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. So, yeah, I mean – it was it was a good episode. It was it wasn't a great episode, but it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we we move on to uh, the third episode, which is the heiress, which is um, where we get introduced to Bo Katan. And I love Bo Katan. Uh, she's from the Clone Wars and Rebels, and I I knew about her beforehand. What what's great about it is Katie Sackhoff, who plays her, also did the voice of her. And this is probably because the animators tried to make her make the character look kind of like the voice actor this is like the closest to from like animation cell to screen that you'll see like she's mm. like perfect as Bo-Katan um and I know this is what, what I really want to talk about because you, you, you haven't watched the cartoon so with Bo-Katan and later on Ahsoka like what is your view of these characters as not knowing them like as this is your introduction to Bo-Katan what did you think of her what do you are you interested in her backstory or are you just like okay they told me enough I can move forward yeah I, I think I'm along that I I don't what the hell my screen just went blank oh there we go uh no they didn't do anything for me you know I I've heard things you know after the fact but these particular characters they're interesting but not to the point where I think I want to go, you know, search the cartoon, like you said, that right. they're in. Uh, yeah, they're, I mean, nah. Okay. I mean, again, I don't know who these people are. But it was neat right. to see other Mandalorians. Yeah, and she winds up serving a purpose because, obviously, she's in the finale. Um, oh, and I do like the fact that 
these guys, how they're portrayed in the show with, you know, Mando when he fights, I'll be honest with you, I'm not as impressed, you know, for a guy. But then again, the Mandalorians are supposed to be about their weapons, right? But these guys, they're a little bit of both, which I, I kind of like. The, like, you want to have that fear of who the Mandalorians are versus, oh, they got this great armor. Right. But these guys really showed hand-to-hand combat, their use of their weapons, and like, oh, that I like that. I, I like them. This is like the Mandalorian you're supposed to be afraid of. Well, the Bo-Katan, you know, speaks on that one because you remember how shocked he is when they take off their helmets. Yeah. And he's like, you're not real Mandalorian. It's like, oh, you're, you're like a child of the Death Watch. So Death Watch was introduced in the cartoons, and they are kind of a cultish sect of Mandalorians because – that was one of the first things, even last year, when Mandalorian's like, we don't take off our helmets. I'm like, uh, yeah, you do. You take them off all the time in the Clone Wars. <laughs> um, and it was a nice, nice way to explain that. It's like, no, that's like, you're like a fringe cult that they follow these older rules where the current Mandalorians do. And their their armor's spiffier. And I think they're more battle-hardened. I know Death Watch, do, they, they do get into battles and stuff, but uh, the Bo-Katan... Uh, type Mandalorians, you know, they've been they've been having fighting civil wars and wars against the Empire, and uh, you know, they're very she's very battle hardened at least, and her her little group is very battle hardened. Uh, it was it was great seeing him. It was great. Um, it it, it kind of introduces well, actually, last episode with the X wings, it kind of introduces Mando getting saved by other people, mm-hmm. which which is a sticking point for me. It kind of bothers me because this is his show. Where right. Maybe it's or maybe it's not teaser alert for later on the episode i'll talk about later um so i mean it was nice when they saved him and you're right it was really nice to see other mandalorians um i was never like i look look i love the aesthetic of boba fett i had a boba fett figure i loved him i never went gaga over boba fett though you know uh a lot of people out there love boba fett love that he came back um, I just like the fact that the Mandalorians are a culture, um, and it was good seeing them. And, and I, like I said, I knew Bo-Katan. I like, I liked their character. Um, here's an interesting thing. Bo-Katan is claiming, uh, the right to rule Mandalore because her sister ruled Mandalore and her sister and Obi-Wan had like a, an unrequited love thing. Oh, and spoiler alert, Darth Maul winds up killing, uh, the sister in front of obi-wan sister yeah a sister <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was really it was really it was i'll tell you dude the clone wars <laughs> so so from your point of view when you saw bo katan you were like what the jedi are evil from my point of view <laughs> what? what was your question i'm sorry <laughs> so i guess you were excited with, with these guys on the screen yeah yeah especially because it was the voice actress so it's like i said it was seamless I don't know if the other two were ever introduced in the Clone Wars, but you, you know they're just kind of like her hanger-ons. Okay. Yep. No. Yeah, all right. So, cool. so uh, in that episode, so basically, all right, we, we didn't really bring this up, but he's he's basically tasked by the armorer murderer, <laughs> at the end of season one to bring um, uh, the child back to the Jedi, you know, his people. Um, and and remember, at the end of season one, the armorer gives him his sigil. And says you're a clan of two now, and I, I think that's important because I'm going to bring that up when we talk about the finale. So that's basically what he's trying to do. He's trying to find a Jedi. So Bo-Katan, who in Clone Wars worked with Ahsoka and knew Ahsoka, uh, points him in the direction of Ahsoka, uh, and that just as a fanboy, you're like, oh my god, she said Ahsoka, <laughs> she exists in this world, in this universe. So uh, that leads us to the next episode where he he lands back on I can't remember that planet. It's the planet with. Uh, 
Grief Karga and uh, Cara Dune. And they uh, they blow up what they thought was uh, an Empire base outpost, military outpost, but it turned out to be a scientific research place. Um, but that was a great episode. There was so much action in that episode. Um, do you remember that one? You know, of all the episodes, this is probably the one I, I think I remember the least, only because I think I was tired watching it. Okay. This yeah, is the one with I've Carl seen. Weathers in it, right? Carl Weathers is in it, and they, they, they go to the base, um... And that's where the at the end the guy that flies the X Wing mm-hmm. gives her doing her like her badge. You know, it's like, hey, think about it, we need people like you. Right. Um yeah, that was just a really good, fun episode. Uh it, it moved it moved the story forward, I guess, in respect to uh, you know, I can't remember it. Um them knowing that there was some kind of cloning or some kind of thing going on mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with Moth Gideon in particular. Right. Um, and, you know, everybody's speculating, does it tie to Palpatine, you know, cloning Snoke or whatever? Who knows? Who knows if they're going to connect it to Last Jedi? Oh, I mean, wasn't that the episode where, yeah, mentioning what you were just talking about, that uh, they saw something where it looks like a clone of Snoke? Was that the episode? I don't know if it was Snoke, but we, saw, we, we found out that they were using uh, the child's blood for the midichlorians. So... Mm. Theory is that they were cloning maybe Palpatine and using Baby Yoda's midichlorians to give him Jedi, you know, get him connected to the Force. Mm. But they, they seem to all not have been viable clones. Uh, so the, that episode leads into the Jedi where we meet Ahsoka. And that's that's a great episode. We have the great Michael Bean guest starring, you know, um, Hicks from Aliens mm-hmm. and um, John, what's his name from Terminator, John, John Connor. Not John Connor. Who's the... John That's... Connor's the kid. Oh. Sarah Connor. Oh, what was... I mean, what was he was Reese, name? wasn't he? Reese. That's it. Kyle Reese in The Terminator. Well, he's John Connor's father. That's why I went with Connor. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. Kyle Reese. Great. You know, he was in The Rock, which is a great yeah. movie. Stand um, down. I would not give that order. I'm not going to watch The Rock. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's in there. And we got Ahsoka. I was ecstatic to see Ahsoka. And I know I've been talking to you about Ahsoka for a while. It's like every time I try to get you to watch Clone Wars or Rebels, I'm like, but you got to learn about Ahsoka. Um, <laughs> what was your thoughts on on seeing Ahsoka for the first time? Okay, so being that I don't watch the cartoons and I've heard so many things about this particular character, like saying like it's a lot of people's favorite non-Jedi, I guess. Uh, she is. She's not a Jedi. Yeah, she's not a Jedi. Yeah, she's very cool. I mean, she's she's probably one of the characters from the series where I'm like, wow, I wish I knew more about her. I think because she just seems well. They did a good job of fleshing her out. I don't even know mm-hmm. if that's her real backstory or whatever, but uh, I I enjoyed her like tremendously, and it was good to see uh, a Jedi. Or non-Jedi. Yeah. A lightsaber, maybe that. I don't know. It's yeah. something to do with the Force, I think. Because we've been teased for, like, s- all Season 1. And, like, right now we're at the halfway point of Season 2 about the Force. And now we're actually seeing someone that actually dabbles in the Force. Yeah, except for Baby Yoda doing some stuff every once in a while. Yeah, we actually... And we find out... Oh, first of all... Well, Ahsoka's quick backstory, for people that don't know, is she, she starts the Clone Wars as Anakin's Padawan. Uh, Clone Wars takes place in between the movie the Clone, um, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Oh, wait a minute. Um, so she was Anakin's Padawan? How is she, she not was, a Jedi? 
she was Anakin's Padawan, and something happens uh, toward the end of the series, which is right before Revenge of the Sith, where she quits the Order. Hmm. Um, she gets accused of something by the Jedi Council, hmm. and they kind of... Well, she gets accused of something by the Jedi Council, and I don't know if they kick her out, or she's like, no, I didn't do it, I don't like that you're accusing me. The truth comes to light, they welcome her back, but she's like, no, pretty much, she's like, screw you guys, you didn't believe me, hmm. you know? And she, and it's not just like a, a sudden thing. They they were building up that she was becoming more and more kind of disenchanted with the with the with the um with the council and what what the Jedi had become. And I really um, encourage you, Alan, and other people that haven't to explore in in other canon mediums. You know, mostly on YouTube because I'm not reading all the books. Um, that a lot of a lot of people say that the the Jedi's brought it upon themselves, like their own fall. Um, because of the way they they had become, um, hmm. they kind of strayed away from the Jedi values, and um, and I think Ahsoka kind of believed in that, and she leaves, um, she leaves the Order, so she doesn't complete, you know, she doesn't go through her trials to become a Jedi Knight, but she, I mean, she was very, very talented as a Je as a Jedi Padawan. So, mm -hmm. um, and then you know, Rebel, she's older and she's still kind of increasing in her powers and stuff like that so she's not officially a jedi which is a great way to get around the whole yoda telling ben kenobi you know when ben says he's our last hope and he and yoda says there's there's another and obviously they're talking about leia mm -hmm. because ahsoka's kind of like nope i'm done with the jedi order right yeah which is weird because there's in in clone wars or no in rebels she actually faces vader and um yeah, I forgot what he says to her, but she says something like, I am no Jedi, or I'm no Jedi. And um, I was expecting her to say it in this episode because, you know, he kept, you know, Mando was like, oh, you know, he needs to be with a Jedi, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I loved it. I was, I had little, I was a little nervous about Rosario Dawson being Ahsoka, but she did a great job of it. Oh, yeah, you said that last time. Now, why is that again? Well, because I was worried it was just straight up fan casting because for years people decided like, oh, if they ever do a live action Ahsoka, it should be Rosario Dawson. Yeah, why is and that? You know, uh, because she looks like her. Oh. Uh, or she what? Would look good. She looked good in the makeup, you know. Because <laughs> people would mock up, people would mock up you know, like photos of her to look like Ahsoka, and she did look like she looked good, and she looked good in the in the show. Um, but that's why I was worried about fan casting. Like, oh boy. But no, they got it right. They got it right here. Because hmm. you and I do fan casting all the time, and we're often very wrong. So another important thing that happened in this episode is we learn Groku's history and his name. Oh. What do you what do you think of the name Groku? Grogu. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I didn't like it at first, but it grew on me. No, no, I still they, don't like it. I mean... Grogu'd on me. <laughs> Boo. Okay. You don't like it? Uh, well, maybe it still needs to grow on me. Say it enough. I was literally, well, I'll say it the, during the finale. I was like, Grogu! Come on. <laughs> I was. It was very emotional. Uh, yeah, so we learned his backstory that he was in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. He was a Padawan when Order 66 came down. But we don't know how he escaped. Mm. Yeah. Tiny. All right, and that leads us to the tragedy which is where oh so basically ahsoka says i'm not gonna i can't train him he's got to decide if he wants to be a jedi uh she's she said he's been hurt too much he, you know there's there's fear in him and she's seen what that can do to a to a padawan mm -hmm. meaning 
Anakin. Anakin, of course. Um, Says, but if you take him to this place, put him on a mountain, you know, he'll be able to contact other Jedi and maybe someone will will decide to train him. So that's what Mando does. Mando takes him to um, the planet, and I don't know the planet name, puts him on the rock, big light in the sky, which is a common thing in movies nowadays. Um, Light shoots into the sky, and he's communing with Jedi in the universe. Um, We all suspect who it could be. And he has a him and Boba. Oh, well, he runs into Boba Fett, who wants his armor back. And he wants and he says, you give me the armor back. I'll, we'll make sure the child is protected and gets, you know, you complete your mission pretty much. And um, they get attacked by stormtroopers. And that's just basically a slobber knocker of a fight. So I watched an interview with the director of this episode. And he said he was he said the script. Uh, it was uh, Robert Rodriguez. He said this. The, uh, the script was only like 20 pages long <laughs> and he was like he said the Favreau was like it's like it's only 20 pages long and John was like well you're gonna film the rest with action he's like oh okay he's like I got this <laughs> yeah and it was a great a very action-packed episode stormtroopers are the worst they are they really are so my question to you is Boba Fett so this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier in regards to how Mando fights where and where I thought uh, Bo-Katan impressed me mm-hmm. like the Mandalorians in my mind are supposed to be like this warrior group of people where their religion is fighting war things like that and Mando never comes across that way to me you know almost sometimes a pacifist you know uh, then you see Boba Fett come out of nowhere and he is kicking ass like majorly right like I beating mean- up on stormtroopers is, now, did something happen to him? Like, he was never like this in the original trilogy. Who, Boba Fett? Yeah. No, I think he I think he was always supposed to be because he's kind of treated like a joke in the trilogy. Um, and I think Filoni and Favreau really wanted to make him a badass. You know what I mean? Like, huh. people think he's a badass. They love the armor. They think he's a badass. Yeah. Um, so, I, and I, you know, I got to push back on the Mando thing on, on Din Djarin because he kicks butt. Kinda. I mean, he fought the lady with the Beskar spear, and oh no, okay. he didn't do that. Ahsoka did that. Yeah, never mind. Ahsoka did that. Um, no, but you know, he, he beats up everybody in the in the in the. Well, I'm not saying he can't thing. fight. I'm just yeah. saying on the level of let's say Bo-Katan and on the oh, level so. of of a Mandalorian, he never impresses me as hand hand combat. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he can't fight, but they do say weapons is his religion, so they really do emphasize. Weapon. For him, it's the weapons, yeah. Right, pistols and you know his rifle mm-hmm. and things like that. But here's Boba Fett, different. He's not totally relying on his weaponry. He actually has really good hand-to-hand combat skills. Yeah, he was using the storm, not the storm, the uh, sand trooper gaffy stick. He was destroying yeah. the stormtroopers like they were nothing. Yeah. That's true. All right, so maybe he needs help with his hand-to-hand stuff. <laughs> you know. And also, he just got his jetpack recently, so that's why I like, too, when they, when they incorporate their jetpack into their moves and stuff like that. Like yeah, that. yeah. Um, yeah, so this episode, uh, Baby Yoda, Grogu, communes with a Jedi. Uh, Boba Fett gets his uh, armor back. They destroy the Razor Crest. I was which, bummed. First of all, I was laughing my butt off because Hasbro just did a 
what they call it? I forgot what they call it, but it's like a Kickstarter where they're like, oh, we have this toy we want to make, but we need people to support it or we won't make it. <laughs> so they did a, a crowdsourcing thing for the Razor Crest. Yeah. And they sold something like 28,000 of them or something like that. Right. No, that, that seems high. <laughs> or they had 28,000 backers. Who knows how many they sold? Um, like literally, it just finished like a month ago and then they blow the thing up. I was like, oh my God, these people are going to be so mad. Well, they can always rebuild it, I yeah. guess. Well, the funny thing is, if uh, you look at the, uh, I, I watched a YouTube video on this. Every um, crowdsourced Hasbro thing they, that that has succeeded mm-hmm. has been blown up because they made the sail barge. Oh yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, they made they're they're making a Sentinel for the X Men and they get blown up all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the uh, Razor Crest. I think there was one more. I can't remember, but. Um, the only thing that they they tried to do that didn't that didn't get funded was a like a life size Cookie Monster puppet, yeah. And uh, Cookie Monster's still around. <laughs> <laughs> Haslab, they called it. They call it Haslab. That's funny. so. Uh, oh yeah, and Unicron. They did the Unicron. Oh, <laughs> yeah, did they really? Yeah, he blows up at the end of the movie. Mm. At the end of the Transformers movie. Very funny. So everything everything that's been um, crowdsourced and crowdfunded has been. Uh, has been blown. so what are, what are your thoughts of seeing boba fett on screen uh, you know people were being mean and calling him boba fat i was like huh? well there's there's one particular picture where he doesn't look that great in the armor there's like a screenshot where his belly's hanging <laughs> um, you know i always wonder watching the mandalorian is like the the real actors really in there or are they just being voiced over well, if you look at the behind-the-scenes stuff, it's mostly the stuntmen, and then he does the voiceover. Mm. Um, that was first season. I don't know about second season, but even um, Mando, you think? Yeah, Mando. I think was was. I think it's mostly the stunt people. <laughs> I <Yeah>. love it. <laughs> but with the Boba Fett, he, it's like half his armor. He's like wearing a like you know like a skirt or something under it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. It doesn't look like Mando to me. I mean, not Mando, uh, Boba Fett Boba to me. Fett, yeah. Uh, and then we're introduced to the Death Troopers, which are expanded universe, which are now canon. Um, I didn't know them, but they a very Iron Man vibe to it, which makes sense because of uh, John Favreau. And um, yeah, and they kidnap Grogu and yeah. bring him back to uh, Moff Gideon. So that's how that ends. And then we get to the return of Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know Bill Burr in his comedy. He's yep. hilarious. He's a uh, very funny and he plays uh mayfield who's the sharpshooter from last season yeah so mando has to rescue him to find out where help him find out where grogu is or where rough gideon is and we see mando take off his helmet in front of other people in order to do what he has to do to find grogu which i thought was sweet um but i think it lessens the impact of what happens in the final episode and let me tell you Um, when he when he took off his helmet because you, you you never see this guy's face. I mean, the last time you saw his face was end of season one, maybe? Right. Was in it last the, episode? Yeah. Yeah, from the IG-11. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, in my brain, I totally forgot what this dude looked like. <laughs> I mean, like, I had an idea, but, I, you know, like, really distinctly looking at his, his facial features, it was odd, too. I was like, dude, put the helmet back on, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's always sweaty. <laughs> dude, it was... Think. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's got air filters. Like an oh yeah, a little Febreze. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we find that out. We also find out like Mayfield is, didn't believe in the Empire, but he also doesn't think the the New Republic is any different. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got that jaded outlook. They let him go. So maybe we'll see him in episode uh, uh, season three. So this uh, episode, I thought Mando did very well in his hand-to-hand combat. You know, like when he was fighting on top of that truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, so this this is what I expect the Mandalorians to be, like these really good, good-at-everything fighting weapons and stuff like that. And in this right. episode, they showcase it very well. Yeah. And it really puts you in a weird position where you're cheering TIE fighters and other stormtroopers when they come and save them. Yeah, <laughs> right. You're like, oh, thank God the TIE fighters are here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was, it, was, it was a good episode. I think it was – the thing was I thought they were building up like this huge – like every guest star was just going to help save Baby Yoda. Hmm. You know, like they were going to bring everybody back. Um, I thought we'd see uh, Timothy Oliphant again. I, th- I thought we'd see um, Apollo Creed again. Um, you know, in his red, white, and blue trunks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, everybody that he's ever run into this season, I thought we were going to see again, but we didn't. So brings us to the finale, what I really, really wanted to talk about. So finale is they know where Moff Gideon is and they're going to rescue Grogu. They're on Slave 1. It's... It's uh, Mando, Cara Dune, um, Finnick Shan, and Boba Fett, I believe, are hurtling through space. They're chasing an Imperial shuttle. Turns out it's Dr. Pershing, who's the clone dude, and they need him to figure out like where exactly Grogu is being held on the ship. Um, do you want to do like... Before this episode aired, did you have any inkling of how big of an episode this I mean, did you hear like rumors or hey, maybe this or maybe that? No, I will say that because Ahsoka said it and then when he was on the mountain he was trying to contact a Jedi, just knowing who, who what known Jedi were out there at this time period, I had a feeling we'd see who we saw. Um, and I was mixed about that, and we'll talk about when we when we talk about it. Oh, by the way, spoiler alerts for the final episode. Um, yeah, I, I. But like I said, I thought it'd be a bigger, like more people, like a whole Suicide Squad type thing of people you want to rescue. Mm, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, and I thought it'd just be an all, and I thought to be more stormtroopers and soldiers on the on the ship. Um, I I had no idea the 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 impact of this episode. I didn't even realize it was going to be the last episode of the season. Oh really? No, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> just just watching TV, you know. So yeah. I had no idea. I didn't realize the impact until you, you told me to watch it. Like I said early yesterday morning, I was like, oh, maybe this is a big thing, you know. But it, had you not told me, I would have just thought this was a regular episode. You know, and uh, and I would. Oh, so, ne- so next week you go and see what happens. And you're like, what, well, what the hell? <laughs> but yeah, but that's. But I, like I said, I'm. I am glad that you told me just to beat all the other people ruining it. But at the same time, I was like, oh, oh, dude, I almost cursed. <laughs> I was, I was almost like, oh, dude, how cool would this been if I, you didn't tell me and I saw this? I, I probably would have pooped my pants. You know. Oh, so me telling you. You kind of you're like I don't know what happens, but something big happens, right? Exactly. I was expecting something because like, dude, you, did you watch it? Because you never text me that early to watch a TV show. No, so like, dude, watch it. We have to do a show on it. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm like, oh, I guess this is something big. So, uh, so I was kind of torn. But I, like I said, it, had you not told me about it, it would have been totally ruined by everybody else easily. Right. 
easily. I mean, was it still? Were you still like, oh my god, or like, were you still excited when what happened happened? Or uh, are we, okay, we want you want to talk about it now? All right, so let's just quickly go. So they they basically <laughs> invade the ship. They basically invade the ship. It's Bo-Katan. Um, what is her name? Casca Reeves, uh, who is the other Mandalorian. Um, Cara Dune, and Fennec Shand, which is Ming Na Wen. Uh, Boba Fett helps them get on the ship and then flies away, mm-hmm. um, which I liked. Uh, so they invade the ship. Uh, Bo-Katan says, look, I have to fight. I need, I want Moff Gideon. I want the dark saber back. And Boba's like, whatever, not Boba. Mando's like, whatever, I just want the freaking kid. And um, unfortunately, it doesn't work out that way. He winds up, well, first, he fights a death trooper one-on-one because there's a platoon of death troopers on it. And he barely survives that. And then he launches the rest into space. And then he, he runs into Moff Gideon. Gideon says, take the kid, I don't need him anymore. And then he tries to kill Mando. And thank God Mando's wearing pure Beskar because it's the only thing that uh, a saber can't cut through, apparently. Which was nice foreshadowing in the in the Ahsoka episode because she fights that go- that governor or whatever she magistrate uh, who was holding a pure Beskar spear that Mando winds up taking. Um, and I remember saying to myself, oh, I guess lightsabers can't cut through Beskar because, you know, they were they were clashing a lot and couldn't cut through it. Um so he beats Moff Gideon and takes him to the bridge where Bo-Katan and the other others are. They've taken over the bridge and he goes to give Bo-Katan the black, the dark saber and, and turns out she can't take it because that's to be won in battle. And he's like, I yield, take it. And um, she's like, it doesn't work that way. And they get interrupted by an X-Wing fighter coming to land. Now, uh, online, some people are saying, oh, I thought that was... Like what you know, one of the X Men pilots from earlier in the season. And uh, me, I personally thought it was Ahsoka, until I said to myself, "I'm like, oh, where would Ahsoka get an X Wing from?" And then it kind of dawned on me on who it could possibly be. When you saw the X Wing, what were you thinking? So I was thinking, the you know, again, they're they're introduced to the X Wing pilots earlier in the in the season, right? Yeah. So I thought it was we're just one of those dudes. You know, yeah. I, I I didn't think like there was no music cues. No. At all? No. And I think, if you think about it, that might have been even why the the two X-Men pilots had kind of a really obvious arc. You know, you saw them a few times. They were, they made sure you knew them and saw them. Right, right. They, that was all part of it. So, uh, and then we see a cloaked figure come out, and you know it's a Jedi. Part of me still thought it might have been Ahsoka, but my brain was still like, but where would you get an X-Men from? Uh, and then you see the lighting of the green saber. Well, actually, you don't see the green saber yet because you see them using the saber on the black and white monitor because mm-hmm. they're watching they're watching this Jedi um, fight on the monitor. And he's just going through the Death Troopers, just like ripping toward them. And, oh, and the Death Troopers, like a, a bunch of them were ready, just that were trying to break into the bridge and they were going to do like a last stand kind of thing. Um, and they knew it was going to be trouble because, you know, Mando himself had problems, which is one of them. There was like 30 of them waiting for him. So, uh, yeah, so this... This, this this Jedi is slicing and dicing and we finally get a color picture of them and, and they're wearing all black and they have a they have the um, cloak on and he's got a green lightsaber so at that moment I knew exactly who it was <laughs> where were you? Uh, so when I saw the cloak in my heart it said it was Luke but yeah. but I was like no it can't be you know I was, I was in such doubt like is it? I, like I was afraid to acknowledge this was Luke because my, I couldn't believe it. Like my mind was going to explode, you know. 
And yeah, there was there's part of me that thought it was a fake out. Like they want us to think it's Luke. Right, exactly. It's so obvious it's so obviously Luke. <laughs> right, like, exactly. You know, like no, they want us to think it's His Ezra. moves, what he was doing, like it's like you wanna say it's Luke, but you don't you don't want to say it yet until I, I mean, even until the very, very big reveal, I was still in denial. But I wanted it to be so, so badly. I saw the black glove. I'm like, no, this is Luke. Because at first I thought it was Ezra, who is from Rebels. And, and it's a whole long story. I'm like, oh, maybe it's Ezra. But I'm like, would they introduce, like, an unknown Jedi at this point? Um, unknown to the, to, the, to the viewers, more or less. Um, yeah, so, but first of all, all right, so Luke has this first time... We ever really get to see him be a badass. Mm -hmm. This is the Luke I wanted to see on crate. This is the Luke I wanted to school Kylo, Kylo Ren in Last Jedi. Uh, not the dude meditating, uh, hovering above a rock, you know? Mm -hmm. I, and, you know, if you look online, you'll see the comparisons of his hallway fight with the uh, Death Troopers versus Vader's uh, hallway battle against the Rebel Alliance in. Um, Rogue One, and there are parallels to it, which I'm sure were done on purpose. Uh, you know, I saw you know memes like, "Yeah, you don't don't if you run into a Skywalker in the hallway, run the other way." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was just awesome. He was just so good. And uh, one of the people that contacted me like really early was uh, our friend Gene Carlos, who did the uh, music of John Williams with us. Mm -hmm. And he's a huge Star Wars fan, and and he said to me, um. I forgot what he said to me. <laughs> uh, he called me right away and we were, I was like, oh, I said to him, I said, it was a great parallel to Vader scene in Rogue One, but in like Vader scene, it seems more like anger and like almost like joyful that he was like getting his joy out of destroying these people. Whereas Luke was just, this is what I need to do. It's like, you're, you guys are in my way. Hmm. Like, I just need you to get out of the way so I can do what I need to do, you know? Except maybe at the very end when he crushed the one android. <laughs> Seems a little personal. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was great, man. Like, were you like, I was, I was like, oh my god, I was at my TV screen. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, Jonathan, I've been wanting this since 1983, since Return mm -hmm. of the Jedi. This is this is the Luke that I've always wondered who he was, and this is, hey, he's he is like the master Jedi because he defeated his father. It's what he had to do, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I've been waiting so long. I kid you not, I my eyes were, were watered, dude. I was like, ah. I can't believe, I was so touched. Like, this is it. This is, you know, I'm not gonna lie. The Force Awakens, yes, I'm not, I was excited for it, you know? But yeah. but then you got the, the, the trilogy that we got from Ryan Johnson. Well, not, he didn't do all of them, but well, the last Jedi, yeah, yeah, and and the last Jedi. Uh, when you see Luke, and he's and he's <laughs> and he's confronting Ray, right? And he has a stick. Remember that? Yeah, he's whacking. And then, like this, this is this. We've been waiting so long for this, right? The, the Luke the, we saw in the Mandalorian would never toss his lightsaber over his shoulder so nonchalantly, right? So disrespectfully, right? Look, in one movie, the characterization of Luke Skywalker was destroyed. But we're not going to get into that because we've got two two uh, whole episodes, close to three hours worth <laughs> of discussion on The Last Jedi. Go back and listen to them. Uh, yeah. this is my I thing. forgot so, we did two of them. Yeah, we did The Last Jedi and we did Return of The Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> my thing was this. I'm, so I'm at the point, I'm like, this is definitely Luke. But then in my head, I'm like, 
is this Mark Hamill? Or did they really, really, really pull the trigger and get Sebastian Stan? And I so desperately wanted to be Sebastian Stan. I'm going to tell you why. Not that, of course, I love Mark Hamill. I wanted to be Sebastian Stan because that would meant that they had more plans for Luke. Because I don't know how sustainable it is to keep bringing Mark Hamill in and de-aging him in any kind of real manner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even when he took his hood off and it was Luke, I had to run up to the screen and really look. And I was like, okay, it's Mark Hamill. And you could tell that it's digitally rendered. It's it's better. It's much better than Carrie Fisher was in Rogue One, but not as good as what they were doing in the Marvel movies with the de-aging. Like Michael Douglas and... Um, uh, or else they de-aged in the in the in the, in the Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, did, uh, yeah. Robert Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a hap- it's not a happy medium. You could tell he was a little stiff. His face didn't have a lot of expression to it. Um, but it's still great to see him. Oh yeah, to- yeah. No, I felt the same exact way. I thought I was hoping it was going to be Sebastian Stan because exactly if he had in him there, that could lead to something else in the future. Yeah. Uh, but I was also thinking, like, uh, when they do these Marvel Black series, they're printing. What do you call it? Isn't there, like, a name for, how, like, how they're... Oh, the toys. Uh, face printing or something. Face printing. I'm wondering, dude, I think they got a whole, like, from face printing these actors, like, they have every, like, crevice of their face mapped out on digitally. Uh, I, I think <laughs> for here right now, they can plug and play all these uh, actors in, into these shows, like... You're going to see Harrison, I mean Han Solo in these things eventually because the, oh, the last, the, the last three the, um, figures that I got, Black Series, it was Endor, Han, Luke, Han that you gave me, uh, Princess Leia and Luke. They're like miniature like mini-me's. They're like amazing sculpts. I, I think in Indy 5 you're going to see a DH Indy and maybe a flashback or something. Okay. I'm just saying, I, I don't think the whole movie is going to be a DH Harrison Ford, but they might have a scene in there where he's DH because they seem to be addicted to the DH and stuff. Now, my question is this. Mark Hamill got the credit. He did? I was surprised to see his name. Yeah. Now, was he physically there? Because he is heavier now because he's much older. Um, so they would have had – and they could do that because, I mean, look what they did Captain America's body in, in the first one. Um, they could thin him out. No, that was another right. actor, dude. Oh, was it? Yeah, they got a, a younger, skinnier, frail guy, uh, but they put uh, Chris Evans' head on him. Right, because in Rogue One, that Princess Leia was a body double. So you think that was a body double for, for Mark Hamill? He just did the voice? Oh, hell yeah. Did you see the moves that Luke was pulling, man? That, that's not Mark Hamill. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean, obviously that. I just meant the, the, the part where he's standing there and he reveals himself. I think that's a body double. You think it's a body double? Yeah. Because... I think it, you know, like going back to the Avenger movies or the Marvel movies. I think that's Michael Douglas playing himself. They just de-aged his face. No, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so I thought maybe that's what they did for Hamill. But Hamill is heavier now and and not as as felt as Luke as he was forty years. You know, ago. I was even even surprised with the voice because Mark Hamill's voice quality now is rougher. It, there's a lot of deep quality to it. And in the show, it sounded like a young Mark Hamill, a young Luke. Yeah, well, I'm sure, A, he's using better microphones than you and I are. And I'm sure they're sounding... I'm sure he hasn't put his microphone backwards I don't know, for like a year. So what you're talking about. <laughs> that's, that's rumor and innuendo. Um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> 
anyway, so yeah, I'm sure they had sound people that were able to like tweak it. Um, but it sounded good. It sounded like sounded the good. Luke you would hear right after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And it's five years after Jedi, so he's in his, what, early 30s, mid-30s maybe, supposed to be, Luke. Um, yeah, it was, it was great seeing him. It was great. Um, and him saying, you know, come with me, little one. And I love that he says to to Mando, I'll, I will die protecting him. Mm. Um, and he believes it, obviously. But that, all right, so you had tears. Tears didn't start flowing for me until this goodbye. This is one of the, like, most emotional goodbyes I've ever seen on screen. Well, you you, you shed tears when, when Baby Yoda's going away? That's when I you got shed choked up. I got choked up. Well, no, when they were saying goodbye to each other, when he was holding him and he and he's like, you know, he touches his mask and he takes his mask off. And then the Mando, and, the, and look, the Mando started, you know, he shed a tear when Grogu was far enough away not to see it. So right. he knew so that Grogu knew it was okay to leave. Okay. <laughs> you, you have no soul. You have no, 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 dude. I was still, I was still, I still had Luke, Luke Skywalker flowing in me. I was still like dude. so overwhelmed. Like, I can't believe I just saw that. The, how the, how they executed it this is the luke i've been waiting for since return of the jedi this is this dude if they never did the, the these new trilogies yeah. if they never did that and this is what i got uh, dude i'll i'll take this i love how much how how, how much banging you're doing <laughs> I'll, so dude, maybe i would take so, this if they if they if they didn't go so far off if if they did it this way like we talked about this this even before the effing podcast like, oh, dude, how cool would be like what happened after Return of the Jedi? Yeah, you know, this is this is what I I, I wanted to know. This, you're right. This is the first time we've seen Luke as a badass. This is my thing too. Why I kind of wanted to be Sebastian Stan. I told Giancarlo this. I was like, that would have opened up the world to us where we could see. You know, I said, look, it's time. It's forty years. Recast Han, recast Luke, recast Leia. Let's see their post Jedi world. I'm like, let's see what they do. You know? But they tried doing solo. That <laughs> was just yeah. But they went so far the other way. Like they were right, trying yeah. to find a guy like him. Yeah. Like yeah. You, look, your your uh, Gruber guy. He sounds like him. Yeah. And, and it looks I like him too, actually. A little. Yeah, he does actually. And I watched Age of Adeline, but then he gave him a lot of, lot to do in that. So I'm wondering if he's maybe not that great of an actor. No. Um. So that might be the problem too. You don't need to sound like him. You don't need to look exactly like Harrison Ford, but. I mean, the guy that played Alden Enrich had like curly hair. It was like, what, what am I looking at here? <laughs> um, so it's time to recast them, give them their own show or give them a limited series or something. But let's, uh, you know, look, Carrie's gone. Harrison's 80. 80, man. And, um, Stop. And uh, Mark is like 70 something or 60, late 60 something. It's time to recast them. Because uh, you can't keep de-aging these people every time they show up. And anyway, so the goodbye was the goodbye was emotional for me. And maybe you were still in that Mark Hamill haze or days uh, that you you didn't appreciate uh, the scene. Watch again. Listen, so, I watched after I watched it once. I watched it again, like immediately. Went through the whole thing all over again. Oh, okay. Yeah, still couldn't get over. It. I, when I saw Luke, I still got oh, like wow, you know. But no, no, no. So I, I didn't tear up. With oh, show. when R2 coming back was pretty cool, too. Oh, my God. I got goosebumps. Yeah. And when him and R2... Oh, dude. When he puts Grogu down, Grogu's hugging his leg. Come on. 
What's wrong with you? <laughs> and then it was, remember, he didn't really walk toward uh, Luke until R2 came. Yeah. And then you wonder, R2 was around the Jedi Temple. Well, maybe he wasn't, because R2 hung out with Padme most of the time, right? Hmm. I don't remember. Well, he had to have been around the Jedi Temple, so I wonder if R2 knew Grogu, or vice versa. So, uh, so the the episode ends. But with they wiped the, out his memories, didn't they? I don't remember. I know. They, well, he says wiped out. He, he says wipe out. Bail again. This is wipe out three PO's memory. I don't know if they wiped uh, R 2s Um. But anyway, so the the episode ends with with Luke and Grogu getting on the elevator, and R two getting on the, the lift, and the doors close. The episode ends. Um, and I told you to stick through the end because there's a post credit scene post credit scene it's Jabba's palace uh, a fatter Bib Fortuna who I thought died on the sail barge but apparently didn't is in charge I guess of the hut gangster clan or whatever they call it mm-hmm. and um, you hear laser shooting reminiscent of when Luke first enters Jabba's palace and um, it's Fennec Shand she comes in and Boba comes and Boba basically you know Bib Fortuna tries to say whatever whatever Boba shoots him sits on the throne Fennec sitting on his his right hand side, um, drinking some wine, and then we have coming December twenty twenty one, the book of Boba Fett, and then it ends. So, I have two things I'm concerned about, and I have a, a theory about next year. Okay. The two things I'm concerned about. The first thing is, if Grogu goes with Luke, is he there when Ben turns bad and? kills you know because in the sequel trilogy when ben turns he takes some apprentices with him and then the kill the kill the rest grogu better not be part of that i mean it's about 20 years later so grogu better not be part of that uh because that's some bullcrap if grogu just goes there to get killed by stupid ben solo uh the other thing i'm concerned about which is now fleeting my brain was it about Boba Fett? Uh, was it, well, no, I want to talk about Boba Fett. What's uh-huh. the other thing I was concerned about? What this ending means? Um, fudge. All right. Oh uh, well, if I remember, I'll remember it. But so going back to the Boba Fett thing. Now, a lot of people are thinking there's going to be a Boba Fett series. How did you interpret that ending? What did you interpret that? I interpreted it as a series. They said 2021 December. Okay. Now, as we know, about a few days earlier. Disney announced all these new shows and stuff up. There was no Boba Fett show announced. Now, people might think that's because they wanted to hide it. You know? Yeah. But they did announce that the Mandalorian season three was coming back in December 2021. I don't think they're going to have a Mandalorian and Boba Fett show running at the same time. I think they're shifting the focus of the Mandalorian show from Din Djarin to Boba Fett. No. I think so. No. I think he'll be in it. I think Din Djarin will be in it. I don't think he'll be the main focus because if you think about it, his story is done. No, right? his story. Well, his story with the child is done. Well, yes. And I think I think he's going to be have a smaller role in season three. I think season three is going to focus because this is the thing because they call it the book of Boba Fett. Every episode of the past two seasons have been of the Mandalorian has been chapter one, chapter two. They've been calling it chapters. Okay. So I think I think I don't think they're going to run a Mandalorian Boba Fett series at the same time, and I think season three is going to focus more on Boba Fett than on uh, Din Djarin. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, because oh, look, there are still threads. They have to figure out who's going to lead Mandalore because he's in possession of the of the dark saber. Right. That's the thing. And he said he's going to see uh, Grogu again. I know we're going to see that. There's no way they're not going to introduce, you know, bring back Baby Yoda. Why not? Because people love Baby Yoda. He's a cash cow. Did you say they're not going to bring him back? There's no way they wouldn't bring him oh, back. Oh, wouldn't bring him back. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yeah. So, um, those are my thoughts about season three. I don't, I'm not excited about a Boba Fett series because, again, I wasn't in the, oh my God, Boba Fett's awesome camp. Uh, but I'll watch the show, obviously. If, if it's a, even if it's about him. I mean, if it's two shows, I'd rather it be two separate shows, but I don't think that's what they're going to do. I really like how they framed the the very last scene when Boba's on the, the, the seat and uh, she's sitting next to him and the, the, the camera pulls back. Right. It kind of reminded me of uh, Conan the Barbarian when he, where, you know, obviously when you sit on the throne, you own the throne. I right. think that was pretty cool. Um, when in regards to like a Boba Fett series, eh, maybe, maybe not, but maybe it's just an episode. But you're right. I don't. They, they can't have both. I think it's a big mistake if they do. If they did a Boba Fett thing, and I'm I'm sure a lot of people would be upset about that. But I think the reason why the Mandalorian works is because we know nothing about him, and he's just yeah. an original character. And we're we're learning this Star Wars character like one for the first time. We're taking one Star Wars character and just really eating him up and taking him in and fleshing him out uh, where that's never happened before and I think that's the reason why it's so popular I mean like the Mandalorian TV series itself has bridged the gap from every single like history of the Star Wars movies the prequels the original and, and so on and so forth well I guess not really the last three but um, it, it it bridged the fans and and I, I think it works because this is an unknown thing and they can create things as as they go, versus having to follow such a strict history, and I, and I and they they've proven it. They they failed to some degree when they go back, like Solo, for example. They really failed that because there's an expe- expectation. Right. I don't I don't know that I needed the history of. I don't need to see Leia growing up. It might be a good movie. Who knows? I didn't need to see Han getting to where he got. I need to see what happened after Jedi with those guys. Right. Yeah. Um, or just the New Republic. I, look, all the shows they announced, Rangers of the New Republic, uh, you know, Ahsoka, there's a whole bunch going on there. So I'm excited to see what, what's coming. And I also think, I don't know if they're going to, I don't know, part of me thinks like they're, they're going to retcon the sequels. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. I, either well, what makes you think they, that? I don't know, because I, I think, I think, I think Filoni and Favreau understand. I'm not saying they don't like, they don't think they're good. Like movies, like if you take those movies away from the history and stuff, they might think they're good movies, but I think they understand that that was not the proper direction. And if they're still allowed to kind of rule over this TV universe and either they, either, either they try to retcon it or they just ignore it altogether. Because well, you, but like why I would said, you think they need a retcon? I mean, what have they done so far that retcon the sequels? I mean, the prequels. Nothing yet. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, why would you even think that they would even? Or why would they I even just, have to? Well, I think they would have to because, you know, you have a situation where Grogu might be part of the Jedi Temple when Ben Solo takes it over or destroys it. Um, well, that's not necessarily they're, retconning it. That's just they're, they're making a part a that you deal. just don't know about it. 
True, but they're you know they already teased Grand Admiral Thrawn, who's a, who's a big deal. He was a big deal in the cartoons and in the books, and uh, I'm sure he'll be the main bad guy in Ahsoka. And he was he was someone that the that could I think in the books they kind of almost rebuilt the Empire around the Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, I don't know. I just think I just think if given the opportunity, because what you uh, see because you don't watch the cartoons, you don't know this. This was introduced toward the end of Rebels. There is uh, a place called the World Beyond Worlds or Between Worlds, the World Between Worlds, and it's a place where um, how do I? You could time travel in it. You can go to different points of time, and I think it might also have like alternate universe capabilities. Hmm. I, I mean, it'd be real easy to to change to retcon the sequels all you gotta do is have like maybe Grogu's presence at the temple changes Ben's you know whatever maybe he they become friends and something he says or does I don't know it could just be fan fiction on my part what I want them to do (laughs) (laughs) cause look look at what we're watching doesn't it kinda make you a little sad to know where it ends up I I don't think I've thought that far I, I kinda like the fact that they are tying this current storyline back to the prequels. You know that that's where Baby Yoda came from. I I, I kind of like that though. I kind of yeah, like. No, I, I like I like the prequel stuff. I like the connection to prequels. But if and if they are cloning and they are using the Force, whatever, it's possible they're that's connecting it to the sequels. Maybe they are doing Palpatine clones. Yeah, I I totally it's think that's what they're clone. doing. I, I think they're using the Mandalorian to kind of fill in all the holes. Uh, between all the movies. I, I, yeah, but I don't like that for the sequels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, I gotcha. Huh? I can't like it. It's like my niece used to say when she was young. I can't like it, Uncle John. I can't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's where I'm... I mean, look. I love that they brought back Luke. I'd love to see... Uh, Carrie... Not a Carrie Fisher, but a Leia... At some point. Maybe with a younger hand. But who knows? It would be cool to kind of see that era where they kind of tease it in the last movie, the training of Leia when she eventually becomes a Jedi herself. Right. Yeah, oh, that, by the way. Sorry, God. No, I mean, that, 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 that'd be cool to see. Yeah, I'm just, just be on the lookout for um, Black Series, Luke training, and Leia training. Oh, really? Oh, so, huh, I'm trying to figure out. I can't remember what they wore. It was they wore like practice helmets and like just like clothing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they'll have the face sculpts. So. Dude, the Black Series Endor Jedi is fantastic. I'm still gushing over him. Yeah, I haven't taken mine out of the box. Might pull closer. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna start up with those two. We'll see. All yeah. right. So basically, season two, we loved it. The finale was ridiculous. Um, super excited about, and we're going to talk about the shows in the new year. Um, all the all the announcements from Disney. So let me give you some some comments from my wife Lizette when she watched it last night. Now she does not watch The Mandalorian. Like it's on. Like I watch it, but she's not really paying attention. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I watched it back to back. She's like, "Well, I want to watch." I'm like, Dude, "You don't even know what the hell's going on." She goes, "No, I just want to watch it." And she loved it. She was like, "She goes, is that Luke?" You know, I was like, well, wait and see. But the comment that she made, what she really liked about 
because it was the first time she really watched the show. She said, wow, this feels like a movie, like the film quality, how they filmed it. The, everything about it just seemed like such a, like a big budget film. And that, that's really nice to, to have that kind of quality in these shows. It, it totally makes these shows totally worth it versus if it felt like a, like a TV series sitcom, like that aesthetic, you know? Uh, they did such a good job of just keeping this Star Wars universe alive and breathing like it's a real, real thing. But, like, from a movie point of view, movie perspective. So, yeah, she liked it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Anything else? No, nah, man, I just... we got to wait a year, man. I mean, this we waited less than a year for season two. But then we got to wait like a full year. It's I think it's premiering Christmas or maybe earlier December, um, and they better start putting other stuff out because I I'm already over a year into Disney and all I got out of it was two seasons of Mando. Come on! <laughs> oh come on, dude! Did you remember like all this Disney stuff coming out next year? Yeah, I know. Well, it's not all next year, but you know I I get it. I know because of COVID. We I mean we were supposed to get Wandavision this year. We were supposed to get Winter Soldier and Falcon this year. Disney Plus is still a bargain. I mean, it's it's good stuff for like a Disney like a Disney only kind of thing. I, I'm very happy with it. I'm like, look, look what happened to uh, what Warner Brothers did with DC. That's it was a year and they're gone. Yeah, well, that's because they didn't know what they're doing. They didn't have enough which content. Um, yeah, so I guess our next thing is Wandavision, right, on Disney. I, I don't know. I don't know. Janu- is that January? That might be January. Really? Yeah, and that's supposedly. Uh, oh, dude, and you know, I talk about maybe they do multiverses or, or alternate realities in Star Wars. They're definitely doing multiverses in Marvel. There's no way around it. When you see all the casting rumors for Spider-Man Three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so I actually, it, I haven't really looked into anything really for next year in regards to like storylines and expectations and you know guesses oh okay yeah well, you gotta get on that bro <laughs> we got shows to do <laughs> well supposedly like one division kind of ties into that right it's supposed to be like that kind of explains the rest of the marvel cinematic universe well this is what we we know we know that doctor strange i'm sorry we know that want that scarlet witch is in doctor strange and the multiverse of madness and in the title it says multiverse, so obviously they're going to be a multiverse. And we also, Doctor Strange is popping up in Spider-Man Three. So, yeah, the theory is that Wanda, Wanda, because she did in the comic books, she created like an alternate reality and where where her children were alive. It's a long story, but that's the theory that what WandaVision is, and they don't know they're in this alternate reality, and has to do with all that. Maybe Doctor Strange. I don't know if Doctor Strange pops up in, in this or not, but. Um, yeah, so it might be able to, you know, in the comics, she kind of decimated the mutants when she said no more mutants. So the theory out there is she does the opposite here is where she creates the mutants. Listen, Disney Plus is doing something fantastic. They are taking like movie quality, movie people, movie characters, and they're going, they're flowing back and forth from the small screen to the big screen. I think that's awesome. It's brilliant. and this is what's been going on with TV for the past 20 years. Like, when we were growing up, if, if you were a TV star, you rarely were in the movies and vice versa. 
but now it, because TV writing has gotten so good and, and producing has gotten so good, you know, people go back and forth. In fact, now we have people that are movie makers making TV, like all the directors on the past two seasons, except for Dave Filoni, um, for the past two seasons of The Mandalorian, are, are really, were really known as movie directors. Mm -hmm. you know, Dave Filoni never directed live action until this time around. Um, and they're doing great, and they're jumping back and forth. Like, the, the last episode we just talked about was directed by Peyton Reed, who's doing all three Ant-Man movies, mm -hmm. you know? So, it's, yeah, they're doing a great, it's, TV has gotten so much better than, than theaters now. I mean, it's, it's curious to see how movie the physical locations of movie theaters come back from from the pandemic mm -hmm. um right because so many people are so used to staying at home and just yeah. seeing wonderful things. it's why all these movie makers are so mad at hbo max for i mean hbo uh, warner brothers is putting their entire movie slate that would have been in theaters for 2021 they're putting them on hbo max starting this christmas with wonder woman 1984 mm -hmm. which that's what i'm doing my first since i don't get gifts anymore <laughs> I, i'll wake up early and watch wonder woman 1984 there you go uh anything else jonathan uh no cool just, what i don't know just watch the mandalorian a lot <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna watch it again yeah i'll watch it again if, yeah. if, i'll do what i do at like rogue one i'll just i'll just watch like the last 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And, and God bless Antoinette that leading up into Friday, uh, the, no spoilers. And even all of Friday, I didn't see much because, you know, I'm on Instagram a lot and nothing. It wasn't just until this morning I started seeing stuff. So thank goodness. Well, let me ask you this. During the season, did you think it was possible we'd see Luke? No. See, as soon as Ahsoka said, like, maybe another Jedi would be willing to train him or something, I was like... There's no other Jedi in the universe right now that we know of, except for Ezra and and Luke. I mean, it's five years, maybe. See, I, I want to know that. I want to know if right after Jedi, if does Luke start searching? Because I don't think he he helps create the New Republic like administratively. I think he goes out looking for force sensitive people to start the temple. And it's five years later. So are there new Jedi? Are there? You know, force sensitive because it's got to be different. It's not like you got to take them as kids anymore. Because if you're like 18 and you're force sensitive, looks like okay. I'm sure he would be like, "Come on, I'll train you," because hmm. he, you know, he was like 18 when he got trained. Um, I don't know. That's that's the stories I want to see. What's going on with with the Jedi? Are they coming back? And I don't know. I don't see all that. Yeah, no, no. I had no idea Luke was going to come back. I, if, if if a Jedi was going to come back, I was assuming it was going to be someone from the cartoons that I didn't know about. Hmm. You know, so. No, I had no idea. That's why this was just so awesome. I, again, they're doing such a great job of tying in the, the older movies with this show. It's it's awesome. And can I just say, I'm so happy for Mark Hamill because, look, Mark Hamill towed the company line for those last three movies. He said all the right things, uh, you know. But when Rise of Skywalker came out, he was, you know, there was interviews that he was, you know, a little sad. It's the last time he'll play he'll play Luke and blah 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 blah. And here he gets he gets a little bit of redemption. He gets to play Luke again and. Who knows if he pops up again? I mean, dude, does he pop up in the book of Boba Fett? Be like, um, what are you doing here? I killed you. <laughs> you know? Okay, here, here's something we can put a poll on. We can't do it now because it's still fresh for everybody. Oh, uh, maybe not a poll. How about the, let me ask you: in season three, more Luke or less Luke? Do you want less Luke? Oh, oh, that reminds me. I'm gonna say less Luke. This is my third issue I had, and it's not a big issue, 
but I hate, and I mentioned it earlier when we went over the episodes. I don't. This is the Mandalorian. I don't like that he needed to be rescued by Luke. I would have. I would have preferred they get out of the situation, and maybe they're on some planet somewhere, and they're saying goodbye to Cara Dune and then Bo-Katan or whatever, and then you see the X-wing land, and then Luke comes and gets Grogu that way. I would have preferred that than to have Luke. Because again, this is the third time in the season he's been saved. Dude, they had maybe, no maybe choice. If Luke never showed up, they're all dead. Oh, that would have been a great fight. That would have been a great fight. It lasted two <laughs> seconds. They would no. no way. First of all, they had a black saber. So why they could have done what Luke did. But they're not Jedi. They can't wield a, a lightsaber like, like Luke. It still cuts through metal. And they're still they're still apt fighters. And they could have gotten their way out of it. They would have died. No. <laughs> they would have died. No, that that, that the, Moff it, guy and Baby you're the only people be alive. He was no, so who, right. No, no. The, the, yeah, first of all, first of all, they're great hand-to-hand combatants, Bo-Katan and Cara Dune probably too. So they can wield the saber. They can, oh, they can flip it back and forth to each other. And then you got Baby Yoda busting out the force powers. Come on. So the three of them together make one Jedi. Come on. Dead. <laughs> and then if you need to kill somebody, you kill the other Mandalorian. That was with Bo-Katan. <laughs> yeah. They would have been dead. No, uh, I, I just, I don't, dude, he, I, it, probably more than that. He got saved three times during his own series. The X-Wing fighters in the ice cave, uh, the Mandalorians on the boat, and then this time. Okay. I, I get your point, but I got to say, though, having a character that has flaws is a good character. It's the reason why I think some of these Superman movies where these guys, like how they portray Superman right now, the guy's unstoppable. Do you, I don't, I'm not interested in that. I want a guy that, that's a little not great. Mando's got a flaw. It's that ridiculous pencil-thin mustache he thinks is impressing people. Yeah, why his... does he even have a mustache anyway? No one sees his face. I don't know. Pedro Pascal, he, he usually grows a good mustache. Oh, by the way, people don't really know him that well. He's been in a few things. He's going to be in Wonder Woman 1984. Watch Narcos. Narcos on Netflix is one of the best shows out there. I mean, a lot of it's in Spanish, so you have to read. So if that's not your thing, then you're not going to like it. But Narcos is a great show, and Pedro Pascal's in the first two or three seasons of it really good all right yeah. very cool uh dude you can find us on facebook nerd me podcast instagram nerd me twitter nerd me podcast youtube uh did i do a new video oh yeah i uploaded um crystal skull on there uh yeah dude i'm not gonna upload until you upload i, I did look i did it like the last seven yeah but you have things to upload i don't know what to do you got a whole household of things to upload what who wants to see a video of toys uh, like, hello am I, <laughs> am I playing with them just show what you got dude your 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 collection is so impressive Meh. all right i'm putting a poll on this one do you if if, if they ask for it would you do it if, if the poll is high enough of what the funko or just anything just anything your collection mom's it's going to be a connection to your mom's basement collectible stuff fine put a poll up see what the people say <laughs> i bet you they're indifferent they don't care <laughs> They care. Uh, Mom's basement collectibles. Anything? What's what's going on with that? Same stuff. Posted my comic books. Well, all right. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, you have any Moon Knight comic books? I do. Cool. Upload. Yeah, them. you ordered the Moon Knight. Yeah, so Moon Knight from Marvel Legends was a Walgreens exclusive. I was really shocked when you told me you ordered it. Um, 
Is it because you saw it in my collection? I sent Alan the picture of all my uh, loose. No, so weapons. let me tell you about Moon Knight, dude. Moon Knight, I had to really think really far back. Was he the first comic book that I actually bought? And I think it is. So I remember this. I was in Puerto Rico. And I bought a comic book. It was Moon Knight and some horror comic book. And I read the crap out of that comic book. And I, I didn't know what I was reading. I didn't know it was a Marvel thing, you know. And uh, kind of remind me of Batman. But I, I do remember that that particular storyline was very, like, adult-natured. I mean, he was going against his, like, axe murderer. Like, he was, like, murdering people, axing people in the comic book. And <laughs> I never forgot that. And I, Do you I, remember the coverage? Do you remember the issue? I don't. I actually reached out some, some to some dude on Instagram where his whole thing is Moon Knight. And he never... I explained to him exactly... Like what I just told you, like I remember this, I remember this storyline, I remember this was the bad guy, I was curious as to what issues these things were, uh, and right back. <laughs> so, no, I, I have no idea. I mean, I looked now, online, I've seen pictures, but I, I can't get a beat on the exact issues. Like if you saw the cover, would you know? No, I, I don't remember what no. the cover looked like, I just remember the... I remember that some of the interior stuff. I remember what the bad guy looked like. He looked like he reminds me of like Eddie from Iron Maiden, but with clown makeup on. Oh, okay. And the dude um, had a hatchet, and he was just hacking away. I'm like, this is a comic book. But as a kid, I was like, what? Uh, yeah, I, I totally remember that. I'm thinking maybe this that could have been the first comic book I actually bought. Like I bought it versus okay. uh, my Hulk that I used to have delivered to the house. Oh, okay. So did you – I just sent you a picture. There's two Marvel uh, Marvel Legends Moon Knights. I'm curious which one you got. Is that the one you got, the one I sent you, or the one that I have? Uh, the the recent one, the one from Walmart. The Walgreens? Walgreens, yeah, not this one. Yeah, that's that's the more classic one. The one I just sent you is like a newer version of them. So that's why I like Yeah, that I don't one. like that one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay, very cool. Um – yeah, if, if you haven't checked it out, the whole Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull uncut is on YouTube. Made with toys. Yeah, with about half hour worth. And uh, this coming Monday is a big announcement, so tune into that. Burr? Burr. I don't even know about this. Till next time. This is the way. Peace. <laughs>